0: This week's Devlin' Detail Podcast. I'm Rob and We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul?
1: Hey, Rob. How's
0: your week, big mate?
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. Busy as usual and uh, looking forward to, uh, to weekend, mate.
0: You're in, uh, pre-fight uh, training mode for the next, uh, last few weeks?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got my, my fights coming up on the 21st of... March, yeah. So I'm, I'm training whenever I can, mate. Ticking over, ticking over. I don't like to give a, give too much away, but I'm doing all right.
0: I've I've, I've curbed my training down. I'm not as oh, I'm going to go twice this week. I was going to go yesterday, but I just didn't feel right. You know, what I mean? you think can't really be bothered going.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So I think to myself, you better just go into the gym when you really feel like you want to
1: rather than. But you yourself. you do it different to me. You train at like night time, don't you? yeah. Yeah, I I can I can only train like at first thing in the morning. Uh, that's when my train is always like eight o'clock at morning, half seven in the morning. But weekends and that, I don't really. Never, I've never really done anything sort of, at night time. Not for a long time. I used to train at night time, but mostly in the mornings now for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't, I've never been able to train after work really because always uh, a bit tired. <laughs> so best time for me is in the morning oh. or at week.
0: I'm the, other, I'm the other way, me, Paul. Like Put me something to bed about half ten at night and then go and do a couple of hours and then come home. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, how do you do it? At that, that time, I, I struggle to sleep. I don't really. Just have some, you know, just have my tea and then go to bed. About uh-huh. one. So
1: it
3: kind of
0: works for me at the moment, you know what I mean? But, yeah, all the all the fun of the fair trying to get fit. I'm in,
1: I'm in bed pretty early, me to be honest, mate. It's not it's not many nights when I'm usually fast asleep it's about half past ten o'clock. So especially in the week, you know, we're working and that. Uh, I think it tends to be like that this time of year, in Winter time, it's all bed and working. I was saying that to my next door, one of my neighbours the other day. You just sort of say hi to him in the morning, then you go to work in the dark, and then come home in the dark, say hi to her at night time.
2: Yeah.
1: That's it. You don't really see anybody there in the in the winter time, so. But the, the the days are getting a bit, a bit lighter now, aren't they? The nights are staying a bit lighter at night time. So. And uh, with rugby season starting, as well, you can sort of smell the springtime now, can't you? Yeah, that's it.
0: There's, there's summer rugby just round the corner. Uh, hopefully, it'll come pretty soon. Because it's freezing and wet on against, uh, against Leeds at weekend. I know it's summer rugby, but it wasn't on the,
1: the weekend, was it? It was a win, wasn't it? Again, I, I don't know. It's funny. It's not been like bitterly freezing cold, has it? But every time you get to the AJ Bell Stadium, it's always dead windy, isn't it? So it can be like 10 degrees, but it feels like about two degrees, doesn't it, because of, of the wind. So you, you've you got to wrap up, haven't you, when you go uh, when you get to the match.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about, Paul. Keeping yourself warm, especially in February. Um, so, yeah, loads and loads of, uh, of stuff to talk about on this week's show, Paul. We're going to look back at the... Uh, the Leeds defeat. We've got Waterwing coaches, Connor. We're going to speak to Gil Dudson, Nye Levels, and uh, Connor Jones. We've got your amateur report. And then we're going to preview the match against Wakefield uh, on Sunday. So lots and lots to look forward to.
1: Yeah, certainly another action packed uh, podcast, mate.
0: Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll start with uh, the defeat against Leeds uh, at weekend. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were defeated at home to Leeds Rhinos. It finished Salford 8, Leeds 22, Carl. Um Kind of a nip and tuck kind of game. Pretty close, but Ian Watson wasn't quite happy with the referee decisions, was he? Which swung it Leeds way.
1: No, he wasn't. I thought the um, I thought we played pretty well in the first half. I thought we dominated it. I thought we bossed the game, considering we lost Christian in the early doors. You know, we hobbled off after about five minutes or so. and We had to shift Ryan Landon out to the the centre position. You know, we were missing Kevin Brown and Dan Sargent through injury, so uh, so we had to do it pretty tough there, really. And I thought we bossed it. I thought we was totally in control, and we scored two good tries. Well, the, the Lola here try particularly uh, was, a, was a good one there scoring against his former club and he was absolutely delighted wasn't he getting over Nile levels as well scored a really good try and had a nice move out. 8-0 we, we was in control and then Leeds just got that, that foot in the door didn't they right on half time with um, that charge down from Oliver Roberts and it was um, Gale who scored wasn't it I think off um, off Dwyer's run and that, that gave Leeds a a bit of hope there, didn't it? And it seemed to um, seem to spring them into life, and you know, in a game they weren't in. So uh, eight six at half time, they were right back in it.
0: Yeah, far's lineup was Niall Evans at full back, Ken C. O., Chris Wellham, Christian Inu, Reese Williams, Toby Lolla here, Chris Atkin, Luke Yates, Connor Jones, Gil Dudson, Oliver Roberts made his debut, Paulie Parlet and uh, Tyrone McCarthy on the bench. Ryan Lander, Matt Fanagan, Sebastian Ikehifo, and Joey Lussick. Uh, like you said, Salford uh, took the lead. Great try by at nine levels, going ghosting through a gap to score, extended our lead, didn't we? Uh, with a try from two with uh, here. eight 0 up. Paul, uh, always rosy in the in the Salford garden. Um, but at that point, like you said, Leeds kind of got a bit of a foothold in the game. Just for our time, like you said, that Oliver Roberts uh, charged down. What what did you make of that? Obviously, Watson wasn't very happy about it. He thought that Roberts didn't play at it. Uh, but what was your what was your thought on it?
1: I thought he did. Um, I've I've not seen it. I've only saw it live on the day, and I thought he put his hands up. I must admit. So um, if you put your hands up, the referee's gonna think it's a charge down, isn't he? So out of all the contentious decisions, that I thought that was a, a charge down. So um, I know yeah. what I'll, what I'll disagree. He might have seen it again, but I thought it was, and you know it's it's, 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 it's one of those, isn't it? It was it was poor defence. They cut us apart there and. Um, you know, even if it is a charge though, you've got to defend, haven't you? And we got caught asleep there. You know, Brad Dwyer's pretty nippy, he went through and then Gailfin Oh so that's that's a try we we shouldn't have conceded. We we clocked off there a bit of a defensive clock off right on half time. And you, know, you can't do that against, against a side like Leeds. We've got some good players, that are pace in the team, and they made us pay that.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: fifteen years paul I've been waiting for this. Obviously we've watched all for a long time, haven't we? And you know, back in the old days when I was in the shed. I was like the, one, sort of the most one-eyed soul fan you're ever going to meet sort of in, the, in the early sort of 2000s. And I'd always want to watch the game back and, and look at these big decisions with swung games to see whether the referee got it right or got it wrong. Even when I started commentating, which was like 2005, 2006, never really got the chance to kind of like get the disc and have a look at it before I gave it to the club, because obviously I have to give it the club to do what they need to do with it, right? So thanks, thanks to Red Devils TV, now I can sit back and watch the game again. And we can look at incidents like these and think, was it right or was it wrong? The Roberts, the Roberts one, like you said, I think it was a, a reflex action. He doesn't play at the ball. He doesn't. He doesn't do it intentionally. But because obviously the ball's kicked at him, it's a reflex action to turn away, and his hand but, was up yeah. in the air, and it does it. It does yeah. hit him. it in on the hand. I think from what I see on the Red Devils TV. So he does play at it, even though it's a reflex action. It's it is it is what it is, if you know what I mean. And obviously it's still the try still has a lot to be you know, a lot to do to score from that point, but it gives Leeds that extra ball, doesn't it, in, in that extra couple of seconds leading up to half to time. Um mm-hmm. and they make they take full advantage of it, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think you could blame the referee for that one, because all happens so fast, doesn't it? And I mean he's only human, so you know, if, if a player puts his arms in the air and you know, you're gonna think it's a charge down, right. So that to me that wasn't one of the the contentious decisions for me. I thought it was poor defending to let lead score. And as I said before, we, we were bossing it. Leeds didn't look in it. The, the start of the game. I think they knocked on on the first three sets of six. They looked really disjointed. And um, I was thinking, well, blimey, we look quite comfortable here at eight points. So I was a bit wary because we missed both the convergence to, to the tries. But um, no, hey, 8 we looked comfortable. And then obviously that try changed it for me. It, it put them back into it. But we started the second half really well. We kicked to 40 20 from Joey Lussick made a mistake from that and then I think the set after that he put another big booming kick in and um, I think we're gonna mention it now aren't we the nile levels yeah. situation where I thought he was tackled in the air and no, what O did and Leeds scored from that and that to me it took all the momentum out of Salford and our head seemed to drop after that. You know the, the players were arguing with the referee they seemed you know intense with the decision and we never recovered from it.
0: Yeah, the, the Evils one um he, he is taken in the air for me but obviously what what it is you put the bomb up and then on levels like every good fullback he jumps up and he uses his legs as a shield on it for the for the you know for the people running up to tackle him but the problem is the Leeds sort of defenders don't get to him quick enough so he 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 thinks they're going to get to him quicker and he, he instead of like he doesn't sort of let his legs sort of straighten out to hit the ground he's still waiting for the contact if that makes sense so the lead players hit him when he would be lower down than he would have been if he stood up, if that makes sense. So he's in the air, but it and it is, he is he tackled in the air technically, because obviously Niall Levels isn't going to stand up in that situation. He's going to get creamed, isn't he? So every natural okay. instinct from the rugby league player at that point, he holds his legs high to, to block the block the charge. So he, he is taken in the air, it has to be said. But I can see why the referee didn't give it, because he's looking at Evels thinking he's, he's trying to milk a penalty here. That's, that's what the referee thought. I think, in my opinion, from after watching
1: it again. Um, well, I think if the referee does think that, I think he's very naive because yeah. if your your Nile levels going up for that, I mean, he had to be brave there, Neville. He had two players running it. I'm not sure who one of them was, but I know one of them was Luke Gale, and they were absolutely steaming at him there. And that was a really brave take that I thought. You know, he's he's as brave as they come, Nile levels. Yeah. And, you could see that, and it's like what I said. You know, ten times out of ten, the games on Sky, his referee totally different. They they always give a penalty. They always air yeah, we caution with the fullback, even if he wasn't tackled in there. The fullback normally gets the benefit of the doubt, don't, don't they? And it, it just seemed a really mug decision for me. That it was mm. it was clear. I mean, I wasn't on it. I was sat in the stand, so I'm miles away from the referee. He was right on that. So it's one of those, isn't it? If he missed it, he missed it. But it was frustrating because Leeds scored from it, and. I think, I know all the solver players were, were miffed by the decision, weren't they? And I think we took our eye off the ball there as well. And, and probably that might be us to blame for that. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to soak it up and take the decision. You can't sort of have a, have a, have a tantrum about it. But I think we did a bit there, didn't we? And yeah. I think we lost our concentration. And, you know, Briscoe, I think it was Briscoe who scored in the corner. And, you know, Lee's got in front for the first time in the
2: game. Man.
0: Yeah, obviously, you know, just that particular incident, what a kick by Louis to get it to, get it to where it was. And what a catch by Evils in, in, in team, traffic yeah. as well. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a wonderful take, even though he get, did get you know forced back behind his line. And
1: he should Play really well now, yeah. He's playing really well now, levels, He's playing really well. I think he was probably one of our best players again. He's, he's, he's been outstanding this season so far. I mean, you can't say he's had a poor game every game he played. He's, he's, looked, he's looked brilliant, to be honest. His defence has been good. He's took all the eyeballs. balls. He's, he's linking in well with the attack as well. He's, he started off this season where, where he left off last season.
0: Yeah, you're right there, Paul. Um, so obviously, like you said, uh, Briscoe goes over in the corner, and then um, Ely- 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 Elytski, uh goes under the posts for Leeds. But I think in the build ups of that try, right, Kuchnitson, um loses the bo- loses the ball in contact, right? And at the time, the Wales went spare because he, he they thought that he'd he he'd, he'd knocked it on, but. Obviously watching it back on the Red Devils TV, you've got Paulie on trying to clamp the ball and you've got Joey Lusick on his other side trying to grab him. And what Cutherson does, he switches his hands, he moves the ball from his left hand to his right hand and he spills the ball. So in in that particular moment, for me, it, it, it's a knock-on, but it'll be a brave referee when it in contact to, to spot that for one and to give it,
1: in my opinion. Uh,
0: yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, it is because obviously we we, we, I, we I watched it back two and three and four times, freezing you know, freezing the you know like the frame and i a look and that. But he sees it in one in one take, yeah. and he's yeah. and he's moving. Remember, he's not stood still in this situation. It, it, it's moments like this where the Australian refereeing system, where they have two on the field, one looks at the play of the ball, one looks at the line. If that's in Australia, that's given as a knock on. Because he's yeah. looking at the play of the ball and he can see that fact that Cuthbertson tries to switch the ball from one hand to the other. And the and the, the worst thing about it, you wouldn't want to play poker with Kuttersson because he doesn't reach for the ball. The ball just falls to the ground and he just sort of drops on it. It's not like he, he drops it and then because some players, they have like a reflex actually where they try and grab it, don't they? Yeah. And he, he just lets it fall to the ground. That kind of helps his case in this situation because it looks like it's been ripped out when it hasn't. So I thought we were, terribly unlucky there it has to be said but um, well then obviously Leeds walk the back of that and score which, which is a bit of a killer really.
1: I think there's poor defending though for that like, Ledski's try it was very similar to the try that uh, Singleton scored for Toronto against us a few weeks ago I mean he just steamrolled through there and you've got to be better than that you know you're playing in Super you, you've got to make them tackles but just going back to the knock-ons and that I think what frustrates supporters the most is the inconsistency and um, if you're going to call knock-ons for loose carries, you've either got to call them all the time or you've got to call a penalty, haven't you? And to me, it's pot luck. You know, as a supporter in the stand, you're like, wow, what's he going to give now, the referee? And it, you don't know. Sometimes they'll give the knock-on and sometimes they'll give the penalty. If, if it was 100% every time that we are going to give, you'd be able to understand it a bit more. But I don't know. It just seems... Um, it seems, it seems it seems strange, there's some strange decision, I mean, there's like the one uh, a bit later on, I think Gil Dudson got penalised for, was it, Richie Myler at the, yeah. the uh, half-back there, did at least get a penalty from that.
0: Well, I think what happened was, Dudson's at the play of the ball, right, and yep. he attacks the ball, you know, like, to, to try and sort of knock, pat the ball down as he passes it, Yeah. but then the referee gives it as a knock-on against Dudson rather than a knock-on against
1: Myler. Well, he gave a penalty, he gave it as offside, didn't yeah. he? Well, how can he be offside when he's on the line? You can't go any further back than the try
0: can it's, it's a weird one. Then, Ian Watson is in it, which we'll put on in a minute. He talks about the other end of the field, looks it gets done for a knock-on at the, for the same offence. And yeah. from, the, from the Red Devils' TV, it's exactly the
2: same. It,
1: That's it, what I'm saying about consistency, Rob. That's what I mean. Supporters wouldn't mind if the, if the referees were, were doing it both ways, but, but they don't. To me, it's, um, it's like the video ref sometimes you're looking at this and it's like, what are they going to do now? It's like they pull, pull it out of an hat, don't they? And, you know, um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo sort of thing. And it's like, you know, you've got to be consistent each time, hasn't it? So, yeah, it's, um, I know I was absolutely fuming when I spoke to him. He was, um, I've never seen him like that before. I didn't go to the press conference. I was, I was speaking to Joe Crabtree, the media manager, while well, um, Trevor Rump was interviewing what And I said to him, I said, is he all right at the press conference? And he sort of, Grinned at me as if to say no. work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I believe it must have been a bit, um, a bit lively in there. But I think he had every right to be really. And the, the things he said about Steve Ganson if if they've been trying to get hold of Steve Ganson and trying to get explanations and that, and he's not coming coming forth. And that's that's his job he's controller referees. So I felt a bit sorry for Wattle really.
0: Yeah, but don't forget Wattles heads on the block. If he if he isn't delivering, yeah, course, most, it, that's that's the pressure in it. So if he's getting sort of gammy decisions against him and his team and, and they build up and then confidence starts to drop, he's going he's gonna to get stressed about it, he's going to get upset about it and he wants to speak to uh, Steve Ganson and say, look, you know, what, 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 you, what, what am I doing wrong here? Why, why are you not penalising these people? Or why are you penalising us for, for this yeah. but not them? Show me the difference between the two, between, between the two incidents and then I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. But if you're not going to show me what, what's right and what's wrong, how can I coach my players to do that?
1: That's right. Well, it was the same the week before against Ruddersfield. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Kevin Brown incident because that that's gone. But the the penalty at the end of the game, which decided the game mm. from uh, Mr. Child, it was it was a really soft one. I mean, if you're going to let a decision like that decide the game, which which you shouldn't do, that that shouldn't have been a penalty. You know, it's ten apiece. It's a critical game, and you give a real soft penalty like like the way he did. And I, I don't agree with that. And um, I thought it was really harshly done to. I thought I thought Sunday um, Saturday against Leeds we were, there's two games there against Huddersfield and Leeds where we could have won them both really um, and it's really frustrating for us now but I can I understand where Wattle's coming from and if he wants clarity and, and you want the, the referees and the, the boss of the referees to you know, tell you the interpretations and, and, and get in touch with, them, they're not going to bother that's uh, that's that's a poor show from, from Ganson so hopefully he'll, he'll get in touch with and we and we can sort things out because we don't want any more frustrating defeats really I mean that's that's two home games we've lost now and you know, two home games where we, we we probably should have won the game.
0: Yeah. So at that point we're chasing the game, Paul. Um we have kind of an extended period of pressure on their line, don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Comes to nothing. Lot of buff, lot of puff. But not no one's blown any outties down at that point. Silly offload by I think it was Lannon. Leads break away and Walker scores in the corner to kill the game. You call it a coach killer moments like that, don't they? Where yeah. building pressure, rugby league, it's all about building pressure on your opponent's line. If you can't score, get a repeat set. And so the pressure was building on Leeds at that point, and it just felt like we just hit the hit the panic button too early in that in that period in that period of play for them.
1: Yeah, um, I think we was we was what was the eight? Eight or ten points behind by this, this point, weren't we? Uh, what was the score then? 22, 18, yeah. 8 then. Um, so we, it wasn't long to go either, was it? So you've got to force the pass then, haven't you? And, you know, there's a time to offload it. I think to me, Ryan Lamb just chucked the ball anywhere and then it was a bit of a silly offload, really. And Leeds go down the other end and, and, and kill the game off, don't they? But uh, I thought our attack, particularly in the second half, was very predictable. Um, I was frustrated on on Saturday because I don't think Leeds are that good. I mean, all due respect to them, they they, they got the result. They've got some good players, but I don't think they played that well. And I think they were there for the taking, and that's the most disappointing thing for me. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm a, a Leeds hater, but I don't think they're going to get to the Grand Final. I don't think they're going to win any trophies this season. They're the a like side, and I know they've been through this sort of transition period. But I thought they were there for the taking, and you know, some some poor decisions, some some poor decisions from the referees and poor decisions from our players as well. Some poor options, some poor last tackle plays and the game's got away from us really. But yep, yeah, that, that, that last try was a coach killer. It's one of those really that you know, we're a bit desperate and a daft offload and you know, it's a good night of end.
0: Yeah, I think it's just about building the pressure and keeping that, you know, keeping it ticking and like you said, we, we, we just weren't able to stay in the arm wrestle long enough for, to make Leeds start to sweat really. Just not that, that particular moment I meant Throughout the second half, we'd we have a good set, and then we'd have a bang average set, and you know we were able to sort of build any sort of big pressure on Leeds. Um, watching back, and that's what I, that's how I felt about it. Um, but like you said, Leeds are are a, you know a decent side. They're not brilliant. They have got some good players in it, and they are in a transition period, uh, like we are, really, Paul. Um, but we'll have to wait. We'll have to take it on the chin, won't we? And uh, sort of move on from it, and hopefully be better next week.
1: Yeah, it's like I said during the radio last night. It's uh fish and chip paper now, isn't it, Rob? There's no point in keep going on about that game. has gone. It's like the othersfield game. I saw people still going on about the, the Kevin Brown thing, and you've just got to move on from it now. It's gone, and I'm sure what a one the lads have, and it's a big game this week now. This week feels so. Uh, so you've got to learn those mistakes, and yeah, I suppose we are in a transition period. We've got a lot of. Um, New players, haven't we, and uh, new systems, and, and don't forget. I said before, we lost in new early doors. We lost uh, Luke Yates in that game as well. Uh, failed his head assessment, so he was doing it tough there with with only two substitutes, and that's that's difficult that like, against a, a decent side like Leeds. So, um, so yeah, we, we don't forget we had Captain Mossett missing and Kevin Brown missing, Dan Sajson missing. So you've, you've got five decent players there who, who, who were out with the side on 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 Saturday. So, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's all doom and gloom. We. Uh, we weren't hammered in the game. We were just frustrating, really, more than anything.
0: Yeah, talking about the boys, I spoke to Gil Dudson, Nye Levels and Connor Jones after the game, uh, and this is what I had to say. So I'm joined by man of the match, Gil Dudson, in defeat. Uh, talk us through it.
4: Uh, yeah, um, started well. Had a few issues then with the the interchange. Um you know, we went away from the game plan a bit as well um when the leads got back in the game at the death of the first half they scored a try and the sticks eight six going in you know we were pretty confident then we come back out just kind of kind of went away from the game plan a bit um they got a foothold in the game and then you know we just couldn't get back into it yeah obviously you talked about
0: our interchanges being decimated with all them injuries as a big forward like yourself that must hurt obviously doing extra minutes
4: yeah um yeah <laughs> it's tough in it but it's one of them you just got to get on there you got to get your head down and get through the work you know and just do your best for the team
0: yeah got Wakefield next week obviously a week to have a look at it see where where, where it went wrong
4: uh, and fix it up yeah you know we've, we've got a lot of changes this year um I said upstairs you know we had this issue last year where we'd win one week we'd not win the next um but you know we you know we showed a lot of effort out there you know we didn't give in we stuck in in the game um and, you know an offload hero or there and it could have gone the other way unfortunately it didn't go our way today um we've just got to stick together and stay positive you know we had a few boys missing today as well get them hopefully get them back over the next couple of weeks and you know we can kick on
0: yeah it's kind of le- a learning curve really isn't it obviously you go through tough times but you come out of the other end stronger
4: yeah definitely you know we did that last year and you know the back end of last season showed that we just hopefully we can click a bit earlier than we did last year
0: Big thanks to on the sports on So I'm joined by Naya Levels. Disappointing result today. Talk us through it.
5: Yeah, you know, tough conditions out there, on it for for both sides? And um, I just thought they probably handled it a bit better. Um, first half was pretty even, and you know, we we just clocked off that last minute. You can't you can't do that. We we wire on pitch is a is a smart hooker. So yeah, it's just little things that are costing us at the minute. The second half weren't good enough. Um, but you know, there's always next week. Um, but um, yeah, you no know, tough. Tough day today, um, but here we go again.
0: Yeah, a lot of injuries as well. Uh, bat sort of substitutes decimated a bit. Must be hard on the field having that lack of interchange.
5: Yeah, you know it doesn't help, um, especially in those conditions when it's a lot, a lot through the middle. It's a um, tough ass for them middles to play big minutes. Um, but um, yeah, it's adversity and you got to deal with it. You in a game, you can't. Um, you just got to find a way to get to get that win. Um, but yeah, um, you know, real tough game, credit to Leeds. Um, they just they just played the conditions better than us. It was simple as that really. Um, played behind played behind the kicking game, um and just, just ground us down.
0: But on the plus side, you got over the line. Lovely try that.
5: Yeah, it's you know, something we worked, worked on using using Paulie and then um using him as a decoy. Um we just in that second half we didn't use him enough. Um we didn't get to his right right points to, to put those players on. Um, it's just probably looked a bit clunky in attack that second half, and you know we, we just weren't getting to the right points to to do what we needed to do and what we'd practice in training. So it's you know there's definitely areas to, to improve on. Um, but yeah, yeah tough day.
0: We are Wakefield next week. Uh, obviously a week to work on it and, and bounce back against them.
5: Yeah, you know um, working a good side, and they they haven't bounced back from a from a loss, so it be a not, not a much win, but it's a, it's a big game for both sides really, isn't it? Um you know, just hope as crowds were behind us today, I hope they do the same next week and, and stick with us. Um you know it's a probably a, a you know, so it's a slow process at the minute in it getting used to all these new players and a new system and everything. But um yeah, we just need the fans to stick behind us and um you know like they did today, they were you know they were in cold conditions they came out didn't they? So um yeah we just need them to, to stick with us and push us on.
0: Cheers. Big thank Talks who's on the sports. Office. So I'm joined by Connor Jones. Disappointing result tonight. Talk us through it.
3: Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Um, you know, we just kind of set it at the full time to stay positive. We had a you know a lot of things go against us. Um, I think we were down a one man on the bench. Um, so you know, it is disappointing to not come away with the win, but we can still take a lot of positives out of that and um, you know look to improve going forward. Yeah,
0: three injuries, like like you said, our bench decimated by that. What was it like on the field? Was it tough?
3: Um, yeah, it was, well, it, was a, it was a quick start um, when I was on, but um, you know we felt in control at that at start. You know, um, eight nil up, and then um, and then obviously a couple of those injuries hit. Um, it was just kind of, you know, one thing after another. But um, you know we still don't want to, you know, have any excuses. Um, I, I feel like we still could have iced that game, um, but you know it's it's a, it's a learning curve for us. Yeah, Wakefield next week. Opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, um, you know they'll be tough again. I, I know they were really disappointed in um, in that loss to uh, Castleford last night. So um, you know, we expect them to um, be a really tough game, and then you know, fully firing. So um, you know, we'll we'll look at what we did wrong in the Leeds game, and and um, you know, hopefully we can get a win next week. And how have you settled in at Salford, playing, playing some good rugby at the moment? yeah I'm really enjoying it um, you know it's my first full time gig and all the boys have welcomed me really well so yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment um, you know it'd be nice to have a few more wins but um, you know I don't think it's too, too far away until that happens how's that
0: transition been going from sort of part time to full time rubber?
3: Um, it's been really enjoyable um, it, it's, um, it's, it's really good to kind of just get up in the morning and go and train rather than um, you know working all day so um, you know I'm really enjoying it and um, you know I'm really grateful that I've been given this opportunity to to, um, to be a part of this club, brilliant big thanks for to you in the sports
0: zone nice, very- so like you said before, interchanges our interchange bench was kind of reduced when it drew injury and and head tests and stuff and Phil Dunn kind of mentions that that it, it was a bit of a stress on on the players because after to play big minutes like himself uh when you don't have that interchange um, you know you run out of gas, don't you
1: yeah, that's right you you do um uh, the forwards had a lot of work to do, and I think Oliver Roberts did particularly well. You know, um, playing his debut there, and he did uh, he did eighteen minutes in the, in that game. So uh, that was that was well done. And partly, Paulie as well, you're getting big minutes from. I suppose they've got to do now. They've got to really step up.
0: Yeah, we talk about sort of lessons being learned as well. And it, and it is a kind of a you know a period of the season that you know if you do get defeat, you can learn from it because you've got games to fix the problem.
1: That's right. That's that's the, the the good thing at the moment, you know. We we started uh, last season. We, what, with got four wins out of the first ten. So, I think it's it's that time of year, isn't it when you're um, you're just getting used to, you know, players getting used to each other. The squads trying to trying to. Uh, gel God I need to put my teeth back in uh, squad, 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 the squad's trying to gel players are, are learning things from each other you've got new signs and that so um, so yeah I think there's there's plenty of time to go the just alarming thing is for me it's, it's because we played these home games you know this, this run of home games four home games and if we're to lose on, on Sunday against Wakefield that's 3-3 that's three, three gone already so um, with a tough trip to France so yeah I think we need to get that result on Sunday just to get back on track really
0: yeah, Connor Jones talks about staying positive um, and, and, and that's that's a key thing, I think, obviously moving forward. You don't want to turn into that team that goes into a spiral after a few defeats. But he also talks about how much he's enjoying uh, full-time rugby and how he's uh, enjoying the transition from part-time to part-time game.
1: Yeah, and I think he's done really well. You know, it, it does take a lot to adapt sometimes, doesn't it? Um, and he's he's come up from uh, from the championship as well, so it's a, the league below. But yeah, he's looking really good. He's only a youngster as well, and he? he's not got a lot of experience yet. But he's he's growing all the time, and I was impressed with him. And we've got two good hookers there in him, and Joey loves And uh, I like the way Joey's coming off off the bench. I think he prefers that to be honest, doesn't he? he seems to prefer you know not starting the game. So, but Connor Jones has, has improved um, the last couple of weeks. So looking forward to seeing him again this week.
0: Yeah, looking at the stats. Uh, Connor Jones, like we said, uh, twenty-one tackles. Gil Dudson, forty-seven. Uh, Matt Flanagan, thirty-four. Joey Lussick with twenty-eight. Uh, Tyrone McCarthy with twenty-nine. Oliver Roberts with twenty-nine, and Sebastian Iketi with thirty-two. Uh, Gil Dudson, uh, what 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 an outstanding performance that was—forty-seven uh, tackles uh, in a game. That's a, that's a huge effort.
1: Yeah, and he does an awful lot going forward as well, doesn't he? And um, you know we miss him when he, when he doesn't play. Gil Dudson. You know, he really is a, our powerhouse forward going going forward. As is if Um I thought he was brilliant on, on, on Saturday. He really defended well. He took the ball up really well. He's, he, he's like a freight train when he gets going as well. And he's got a really good step on him as well. Very deceptive. I've been very, very impressed with him. Hopefully we can hang on to him. I know I heard a bit of a rumour the other day that Huddersfield had a few injuries and they might be calling, um, you know, Seb or, or this Oliver Roberts back. I, I hope they don't because... Um, you no, know, Seb's done the pre season with us, hasn't he? And he's got used to playing in um, in our in our team now. So it'd be a real shame if we were to lose him. So I like I like him and I, I hope we get the chance to sign him, you know, full time because he looks a really good player. Yeah. And have you noticed how I call him Seb as well because yeah. I struggle with his surname. Uh-huh. You no, know, very, very impressed with him this season.
0: Yeah, top meter makers, uh Gildalton hundred and fifty three, Paulie Pauly hundred and sixteen, uh, Sebastian Ickett A four hundred and one well on ninety four, Reese Williams eighty nine. Um, like you said, Pauly Pauly making doing big minutes uh and making big meters. hear four hundred and one, he he obviously makes big meters when he's on the field, and but like you said, Gil Dudson in, in defence and in attack uh is the real deal at the moment.
1: He certainly is. I think he's gonna go down as one of the best signings of Ian Watson's Sort of uh, Reina as coach, really. Uh, you know, you, you can you can name other players as well, but Gil Dutton, the value for money you get from him, he's a, he's a super player. And you know, come come the end of the season, you're looking at international squads and things like that again. I think he's got to be up there. I, I thought he was unlucky to miss out last year. He was absolutely amazing for us. And, you know, I, I think he should have been in and around that Great Britain squad. So hopefully, he will do this time and keep his consistency. So one player that should deserves a good mention as well is Reece Williams. I thought. I mean. The work that he does is absolutely outstanding. He comes in field, you know, looking for work as well. He's not just hanging about on the wing. He comes in, he's a real hard worker and, uh, you know, takes the ball in and um, does a lot of that unsung work. I mean, Daryl Hofferts used to do a lot last season, returning the ball and going back in. And and I think we've got another guy in in Reese Williams who's doing that. So I'm very, very impressed with him.
0: Yeah, Williams, Wellen, you know, they, they do take the hard carries up the pitch don't they and like we said well yeah. welland's got that big fend as well that which which creates tries if he if he hits them right and you know he's a he's an all round good player chris welland as well as Reese williams and they're the kind of players that that you need in your team to take you to that next level
1: Chris Welland's got the best handoff in Super League, hasn't he? You don't see a lot of players, you know, doing the the old fashioned handoff anymore. But you know, Chris does, and he's um, you know. We look at the side. I was looking at him on on, on Saturday, and he's not the biggest bloke. Cause, uh, he's um, you know, only very slight, really. He's pretty slim, and you know the yards he makes, though. He he really does take some stuff, and he's deceptively strong. And uh, yeah, he's doing really well. He, he's playing well. I think to be honest with you, I don't think we're a million miles off. Off, off winning games at the moment I don't think we're a million miles off at all and if we can just sort of tweak things here and there and um, I, I'm sure we'll be alright it was good to see Mark Flanagan back in the side as well I thought Mark worked, worked hard in that game and linked up well between the attack and defence and it's good to have him back in the team I, I think we'll be okay this this uh, Sunday
0: Yeah uh, you spoke to uh, Ian Watson uh, after the defeat uh, and this is what he had to say <laughs>
6: Coaches
1: Corner. Ian Watson joins me before we talk about the second half and some of the refereeing calls, which I don't want to get in trouble yeah. over. The first half, I thought we played some good stuff there. Two good tries. Yeah. Good see Tuilali get over the, the line, and he looked delighted with that as yeah, well. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. First half we were good, mate. Um, we faced a hell of a lot of adversity in the first half. We lost Inu in the first five minutes. Then we lose Yatesy to a, a concussion, which he's not able to come back on the field for. Um, Ty could have a knock on the head as well but we, we'd give ourselves a good footing in the game it was a real good arm wrestle and obviously the conditions were deteriorating on the back end of that so we, we was in a good position going in at half time even at 8-6 we are still in a good position um, we had one lapse of concentration in the first half which was the <coughs> Brad Dwyer going from dummy half it was a charge down
1: from a kick I think the yeah, that,
6: which, which it's Ollie in the head um, but then they said he's played at it mm. um, so, but that's that's his interpretation Um there was other decisions that I weren't happy with, mate, to be fair. Start the second half, though.
1: I thought was it we started strong that we kicked a 40-20 and on the back of that I think we made a mistake but then yeah. Joe with us, it kicked another booming kick, didn't they? Yeah. But for me the and you'll probably agree with me, I'm not so sure whether we will, higher levels tackled in the air for me every day of the week and lead score on the back of that. Yeah, massive turning point. It's
6: ri- ridiculous, mate, to be fair, that a decision like that gets done um ten times out of ten I say on Sky. If anyone touches the full back in these days. And probably overprotective of the fullbacks these days to be fair, I I do like it to be able to compete in the air for something, we've had Chris Welland who gets pulled up all the time and he chases real hard, so I'd rather have a competition in the air but but the rules are that if someone tackles him in the air, it's a penalty, and they, they've hit Niall in the air, and it's a dead set penalty, you don't see Niall jump up and protest against anything normally, he just cracks on Niall, all the team went up in arms there, and Niall was one of the main ones in that, so you know there's something wrong there, and we've just looked at it back up there, Gale's hit his leg in the air, it, it should be a dead set penalty mate,
1: and that turns the game, that's a bad decision. Just rewinding back to the first half, I thought Leeds were doing a lot of lying on and slowing down. Yeah. So, we were put on a team warning, is that something you speak about? Because, yeah. I mean, it didn't go both ways, did yeah, it? Yeah,
6: they, they give free, free four penalties away well on their trial and didn't get the like team warning. And then on the fifth one, then they get a team warning, but we got it after two or three, I think. it's Look, we were we were refereed differently today. That, uh, I know Munir at fine free, oh, I'm not bothered, me. It's what it's. Play, I, suppose it's right. I suppose it's, it's something it's unique. need clearing up, Yeah, needs yeah, it so. to contact us, last year we kept contacting Ganson myself personally, and he didn't come back to us at times, uh, so then uh, we've kind of left it to bleasy, but it's because we're not popular, we're not a Wigan, we're not um, a St. Helens, so it's like we're not important to speak to, so they just ignore us, but then they're sending referees like to come down and referee a game like that, which is a nip and tuck game, which w- was a decent game to be fair, and then it got ruined was I can tell you were disappointed you,
1: you guys put an awful lot into that as you said before you, you lost Chris you know, early on didn't you had yeah. short numbers anyway with Dan yep. Sarge and missing Lee Mossop. Yep. this is putting a massive strain on your squad and I've just seen Tyrone McCarthy walk out his eyes yep. about all over the place you're going to be struggling next week for numbers aren't
6: you well we'll see after this game but yeah there's a few more knocks on there obviously with like the head bin and stuff like and we'll see where we go from there obviously we've already got Moose, Sarge, Kev Brown out as well, is Moose so
1: and Sarge a long term um, sort of thing are they
6: yeah we, we don't we don't know, mate. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll find out more early part of this week. You had Oliver Roberts came in today. Played, yeah, I, thought I think he did, you played mate, the 80 mate. minutes. Yeah, he gone, did. He really. How did he, you assess him? Yeah, I thought he was great, mate. I thought him and Paulie were outstanding. I thought their effort was really good. <laughs> yeah, I thought they, they were good.
1: Paulie, Paulie sort of struggled to get 10, 10, 20 minutes out of him last season. You're getting like 80 minutes out of him now. Is there a the secret yeah. behind that?
6: No, no, we've been working on Paulie. We've been trying to build Paulie's game time up. Um, we did it with Benny Murdoch when he came over here as well. So... We've had a look at a few things with with Paulie where we can kind of save him energy, or then um, where he needs to really front load his energy. Um, he's, he's doing great, mate. He's doing good. Um, I've, I've no I've no problems with our group. I think we'll be good. I know we've had three players out, say three big players, but we were more than good enough to win that game if they. If, um, we, ugh, it's tough to say <laughs> you get beat off a referee, mate. But I think there was another decision um,
1: as well where the kick through went and Joey Lussick looked like a real clean take. To me on. and they give a knock yeah.
6: on. That, 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 one, that one's a bit more probably 50-50. That. Mm. Um, so I kind can, of probably can't comment on that one. But it was one where Gil jumps out of the try line and knocks the knocks Marla down. It's a knock on all day long. He gives a penalty to lead. We go up the other end of the field, hurls offside at Marco, jumps on top of Joey, Joey knocks on, apparently it's their scrum, it, there's just no consistency in it from there, so it, it, it ruined the game for me mate, I'd like to have seen the game, I said it last week about being decided by the players and not by officials, and, and again that's, that's come down to big decisions at big times in big games there, and people are held accountable when you're a player and you're a coach, you're held accountable for that as a referee, you should be held accountable for your performance, because that's nowhere near simply... You've
1: got Wakefield next Sunday now, that that becomes a big game now, Wakefield yeah, lost on lost 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 night, yeah. that's a must-win for yeah, you now. now
6: yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is now, um, yeah. You, you're always looking to, try to kind of build, and we're trying to build foundations, it was sim- very similar to last year in the way we're trying to build foundations, and um, so we're successful at kind of your back end of the season, because it... I kind of learned, like I said, it's not about how you start now, it's kind of how you finish. and So it's making sure you look after the players. And if they are a bit 50 50, there's no point in risking them at this early stage of the season. But at the same time, you need to get wins. That's what we're here for. We need to get wins.
1: So next week becomes a really important game for us. I think going back to last season, we won four out of the first ten so and, and still got to a to grand yeah. final. But when the fixtures came out, did you find it strange that you, there's like clusters of home games? I think we will play like five home games. Yeah. Is that frustrating as a coach? Would you rather play home and away? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a
6: bit weird, but to be fair, it gives you a good opportunity to kind of play at home but I know we didn't start well last year at home as well it it took us a bit of a while to get but again we were a new team we were trying to build into processes um, some of the players we had a new spine last year again this year we've got a new spine obviously the disruption of Kev getting sent off doesn't help but um, for the team will be good. This team will be good, mate, going forward. I've no doubts about that
1: at all. I don't want to mention any more about the Kevin Brown or any referees. Yeah. I don't want to get you in any more trouble because you won't have any any money left. So, yeah. uh, well, thanks very much for speaking to Ian. No, I'll no see you next mate. week,
0: mate. Cheers, Bob. So, Ian Watson, quite rightly raging uh, after the after the, the uh, refereeing decisions that we we suffered. Um, he says that the first half was good, though, uh, but he, but like we've said, the injuries mounted up, and you know we ran out of bodies in the end.
2: Yeah,
1: well, he's right. He's bang on. Um, the first half was good, you know, apart from that clock off. You know, the last, well, it was on the hoot, wasn't it, really, in the last minute. So, so yeah, he's right. You know, I said that, you know, injuries um, mounted up as well. and I saw some comments from people on, on social media was sort of slagging what I want players off and things like that. And, you know, what you've got to remember is they did it tough. You know, we've not got a massive squad there and you lose two players. You take two players out of anybody's team and you've only got two on your bench, you're two subs down already, so people have got to do extra minutes. And one guy who who I thought was as brave as anything was, was Tyrell McCarthy. I mean, I think he had to go back on uh, just because they had to, to to put another body out there with, his, with an injury, and he got, he got a bang on the head. And I watched him walk past me when I was waiting for what I outside the ch- changing room for the pre-interviews. And he walked past, and he looked like he'd just done ten rounds with a boxer. His eye was an absolute mess; it was all swollen over, and you know, and you can't see um, out, out of your eye. It was, a, it was a terrible mess. So if he got sent back on the pitch like that, I mean, that's that's commitment, that's bravery, that. And uh, sometimes people don't don't see that. Do they? They'll, they'll slag the team off or slag this off, and you know, you don't know how much effort and and graft they're actually putting in. I think I thought there was loads of effort and endeavour in that game. I think for me, we've just got to be a bit smarter and uh, you know get a bit more work. I think we need a bit of work as well.
0: Yeah, the kind of thing I've, I've kind of learned, learned and, and seen since we've been sort of doing this podcast and speaking to players after the game. They're like the human beings, aren't they? Which you don't see on on, on the field. You just think back in the the days when we weren't doing this. You just thought they were like tribute your players and you just you come off a pitch, you put them in the box, and we we leave them there until next Sunday. But the real people, real lives, aren't they? And you know, like I said, Tyrone McArthur looks all right messed, in he? But that's the kind of player he is. He puts his body on the line week in, week out, and and that's why he's uh, you know one of our top seventeen players in the team.
1: You pinched that off me, the Sabu. Yo, Kirk and said that too. Yeah, you're right though. You spot on. You spot on. People don't realise sometimes. That's no disrespect to the supporters either, but you know, people don't. Don't see the the ins and outs of them, especially when they're walking off and walking out at the end of the game. Sometimes down that corridor, you see that some of them look like they've been in car crashes, don't they? You know the way they're hobbling out, and you think, blimey, oh, they've got to, you know, be back in tomorrow for for training, and then they they're doing. You know they don't have jobs and that, and it's a it's a good life being a rugby league player, but they do put an awful lot into it as well, don't they? So, uh, and and like we said before, without you know two players down last week. It was, it was a big effort, really, against a, you know, a big physical you know, lead side. So, yeah, I wasn't too down-hearted on onside. Disappointed, maybe, but not too downhearted.
0: Yeah, if you're playing a podcast bingo, Sabutio players is, is well out there. Not many people look like that <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, talking about injuries, uh, Paul, um, Ian Watson talks about Dan Sargentson and Lee Mossop uh, both potentially being long-term. Uh, would be a blow. Uh, if both were, he didn't know at the time, and we haven't sort of been told either way. But you're hoping that they're not, because they've both been very good so far.
1: Did anybody ask that question at the uh, weekly press conference in the week? Because I have no. not listened to that yet. No. I couldn't make because I was working, but nobody asked about that.
0: No, no, they didn't. But
1: yeah, it'd be. Hopefully, what that? I will be able to tell us on Sunday, I'll, I'll, if I can remember, I'll ask him about side just in Because I know um, when I mentioned it to him. On that interview, there he, he he didn't sort of seem very positive about that. He didn't sort of say, "Oh, yeah, we'll be back next week." He didn't seem to know, did he? So that that's a concern for me, right? Like, because they're two big players for especially Lee Moss our captain and Dan Tynes, who's probably been one of the eye-catching players of the of the earlier rounds. Isn't it? So that's that's a blow for us, that and uh, you know, obviously we might hand a chance for an opportunity to somebody else, but that that is a bit of a blow, so what we need to keep our eye on. Mm.
0: But he does talk about building foundations and you know getting it. Sort of right for the business end of the season, rather than now, because that's what the it's about peaking at the right time. Uh, and he kind of knows that, uh, you know, from last year. That's point.
1: Well, certainly, Eddie. You only got to go back to we spoke about loads of times, have not we? You go back to the Magic Weekend in, in, in May last year. We had a really sort of poor run of form. We went out of the cup to, to hold Kingston Rovers at oh, home. No disrespect to them, but it was a terrible performance. Really, they, they wiped the floor with us, and then. They, they beat us at Anfield in a you know, really naff game, That one, we should have won that game and you thought to yourself then, you know, what's going to happen here because we were, not, I wouldn't say we were down the bottom of the table, we were nowhere near the top was, we But we went to Warrington, we won there and then what did we win, nine games on the spin then to the, the back end of the season so you know we had that belief didn't we and everything seemed to slot into place so you're always hoping that's going to happen again this season but... It's a different season now. It's 2020, so we can't sort of look back at it last season and say, oh yeah, it's going to happen again this year. We've got to work hard, haven't we? And uh, hopefully things will click into place this season.
0: Yeah. Big thanks to year three word match reports on minor matches. Uh, Katie Reynolds, that wasn't fun. Two ill here. here. Um, Chairman Bob, uh, didn't take chances. Gil Hudson, uh, Colin Reynolds, sticker referees. Polly Polly. Uh, Matt, Gilry, uh, need professional officials. We've talked about that. Lusick, uh, Paul Foster, still on the doors. Uh, Sebastian for uh, Colin Wilson, uh, officials are a joke, parley parley. Adam Arbery, well said, Watto. A lot of people backing Watto's, um opinions and views on the on the current state of the officials. Uh, Louise McCarthy, absolutely shocking officials. Uh, Lusick, uh, John Waite, lacking creativity again. Uh, Dudson, obviously Kevin Brown's First game suspended, Paul. First chance for Atkin and Tuilala here to kind of connect. Um, like you said, it, it, it didn't quite click. Um, but both players are very good, and hopefully they'll they'll find that understanding uh, in the games to come. I
1: think, I think John's, John's bang on though, with on what, on what he said. We did, did lack like creativity. We, I said it before, we, we was predictable. I thought on the last tackle play, lead lead Reders a lot because we had quite a lot of ball, particularly in that first half. And you know, perhaps we should have been a bit more in front than what we were. Uh, I know Chris Atkin; it was his first game for us, uh, you know, in the, in the Super League, and it he, well, he was his he competitive debut, wasn't You know, he played the friendlies, but that was his first, you know, uh, competitive match for us. So he's um, going to take him time, isn't it, to, to slot in? I, th- I thought he did okay. Um, I thought lola here. Sometimes I think he just needs to to take the line on a bit more. He did for his try. He ran at the line and and he showed a lot of strength to score. I thought he just perhaps needs to do that a bit more, be a bit more consistent. I think with Tui sometimes, does he lack a bit of confidence? I don't know. Does does the team lack a bit of confidence? I think we do at the moment. I think, I'm not saying we feel sorry for ourselves, but when you've lost a couple of games, you start to to doubt and things aren't going and no, not everything's coming off for you. So perhaps there is a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, a bit, of, a bit of doubt there at the moment. Perhaps we just need that that bit of confidence. That sometimes that comes from a win, doesn't it? You, you get yourself a scruffy win, and then um, confidence starts flowing, and you build it from there. So, yeah, I was a bit concerned about the attack. You know, we only scored eight points. We only scored ten the week before um, against Huddersfield, didn't we? So uh, the attack is a bit of a concern at the moment.
0: Where does confidence come from? Where does it go, Paul? That's what. That's another one off the the bingo chat.
1: Yeah, that game management as well. Robert was. Uh, <laughs> There's another <that> one. House. <laughs> <other
0: one>. <laughs> um, other other people. Paul D ruined by uh, referee. Paulie Paula. Now Tony Armante went a bit mad. To be fair, um, injuries killing us. Uh, ref shafted us. Can't fault effort. Watto spot on. Parley fitness improving, and Robert's good debut in his man of the match was uh, Wellham. So he's uh, he's he's he's, uh, he's got a lot of. Fit Mark. Fit like a story in there. In, a, in, in three words, it's
1: pretty impressive, though. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Tony?
0: Tony, Amante, am was.
1: Yeah, he's right. His, his, his points are good. Yeah, he's he's, he's right. I think Paulie, Paulie. I uh, agree with that one. He's he just getting fitter. I mean, when he first came, he was looking to get ten minutes out of him, and now he's he's playing eighty minutes. And I think he still needs to to work on certain things in his game. Um, his defence isn't the greatest at the moment, but he, he's getting there and he's to me he just needs to be running out a bit wider out. We seem to be using him as a bit of a battering ram on, on, on Saturday against Wakefield uh, against Leeds, sorry, and uh, we need to get him charging on that ball out wide, a bit like Ben Murdoch on used to do. I mean he's a similar sort of size, isn't he Paul? Paul's probably it bigger than than Ben. So we've been getting him charging out wide down those those channels out wide there be your three quarter he's going to take an awful lot of stock. you know, he'll do a lot of damage as we saw last season, he scored a couple of tries for us last year, so yeah, his fitness is getting better and we're getting good minutes out of him, so, uh, so yeah, and Oliver Roberts, I'm very pleased with what I saw of him, you know, he's, he's a youngster, it's his, his debut, he's coming on loan, so it's going to take him a bit of time to, to, to adjust and settle in, but he's a, he's a very promising player, big lad as well.
0: Yeah, so much to, to obviously build on there, obviously like you said, parley parley, you know, doing some big minutes and making some big hits and, you know, Oliver Roberts first game, um didn't do anything too wrong. He was he was quite consistent, took carries, made tackles, kinda of moved out wide, didn't he, a bit when, when you know injury started to bite as well, which is which is useful. You, you know, utility uh, playing that way. So yeah, you know, we we lost, but you know, we're not too disheartened going forward.
1: No, we, we used to get a beat against Leeds anyway, aren't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, there it is, one of them things. Uh, but yeah, so that's our uh, our look at the league defeat, uh, Paul. Next up, we're going to look at all the big news uh, coming out of Soulfred Devils this week. Devil in the detail. news. So, big news coming out of the Solford Devils this week, Paul. Uh, game changes. Othersfield uh, away is now Thursday the twenty third of April. Uh, switched to then. Um, and Leeds away is now Sunday the third of May. Uh, A three pm kickoff. Suppose both away games could have been worth. Could have been at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Huddersfield game's gone from the Sunday to the Thursday. That's been brought forward. Is it? I presume that's for yeah. television. Is it? Maybe on the Leeds game. Yeah, Leeds was Friday, wasn't it? So that's gone to a Sunday. So that probably suit a lot of people, won't it? You know, Leeds is quite a difficult place to get to on a, on a Friday night down the M62. It's my dad's birthday, that, the 3rd of May as well, so he'll be chuffed with that, a winner at Edinburgh on his birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad the club's got that out, you know, sooner rather than later because, uh, you know, people have to plan shifts at work and things like that, don't they? But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we can... Uh, I'm hoping that's not affected too many people.
0: yeah. Uh, talking about away games, Catalan next week, Paul. Uh, with the coronavirus spreading across Europe, spoke to the club, seeing if there was kind of any news on any plans or anything like that. They kind of said that the the moment there's no there's no change in the fixture, uh, and just following government advice, so nothing. Yeah,
1: fingers much- crossed. Yeah, because a lot of people have you know booked the flights and the trains, and I know we have, haven't we? So we'll be going there, I mean. What we're going, we going to do if they postpone the game, we're still going to go and have a bit of a jolly up in. <laughs> we have to do no, we've, we've booked everything, so so yeah. I mean, it's, it's a serious business. So All that, that. I don't really know a lot about it, but it's um, you know some people have, have died from it, haven't they? So yeah. it's a serious business. So hopefully they get it under control, and um, you know uh, everyone's uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, other bits of news, Paul. Uh, on Red Devils TV, you can uh, watch the two thousand three Grand Final. Uh, where we beat, beat Lee uh, to come up. Uh, we've got the Leeds game uh, with me and Steve Ramiram's bottom talking you through that. Uh, loads of great stuff. There's also a big um, pancake day uh, thing, I think, with Dan Sarginson, uh which which we, was quite good. Lots of interaction, lots of uh, good quality stuff being uh, aired on there.
1: Do you have pancakes in your house, didn't
0: I? Do. I did, I did. Do you like your sweet or savoury?
1: I don't like pancakes. <laughs> I've never had pancakes. Okay. I'm not into them. I saw my kids, they had pancakes for breakfast and they had a bit of tea as well. <laughs> they had syrup and... What they have on them? Syrup, Nutella. Nutella, is it? Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah, syrup and Nutella. And, I, yeah.
0: have the, I had Nutella on mine. It uh, was nice, you know. My wife's quite good at pancakes. You have pancakes.
1: to have, like, lemon and sugar on them, don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you want to. Uh, I'm not a massive fan, has to be said, but...
1: Do, do you like toss them up in the pan and all that? Oh,
0: yeah, go all in me, mate. Yeah, you got to do that, haven't you? Oh yeah, you don't, you don't, just, you know, you don't do things by halves on on pancake day. Speaking
1: uh, of uh, pancakes, if you, it's to start of I me mean, being a good Catholic boy, it's a start of Lent today. Do you do Lent? Do you give things up for Lent? Or you know? not
0: <laughs> do I give things up? Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> in a word, God, I need stuff to keep me going, Paul. Because that giving it up, there's no hope for me.
1: Um, yeah. I was thinking of giving something up but I've I've not done yet. I'm still thinking.
0: What what what's Paul what what can what can Paul Whiteside give up?
1: I was gonna try and like. give coffee up. Coffee. I like it. I like a brew, so oh so no, um and then I thought shall I give fizzy pop up? Um but I like a fizzy drink as well as well, so I don't know. I would give chocolate up or something like that. I but I say I give beer up but I don't really drink anyway, so uh, yeah. it's a cheat that innit really.
0: Yeah, I could give bread up. So I'm, I'm on a bit of an elk kick out at the moment. I'm not having bread at all.
1: Right. So I could, I could certainly
0: forgive bread. Do you know
1: what bread? Bread is something. We're we digressing here, but bread is something I don't really have anymore. Don't yeah. really eat bread. No.
0: Not that like, no brown bread. And my missus
1: has gone four years without bread at all. Yeah. She gave bread up four years. Is what I Wow. Well,
0: no, no toast, no barn cakes, no
1: nothing. No, nothing. No. No, no pizza or anything like that. Because you know, if I say to her, "Do you want a bit of toast or something like that?", she'll say to me, yeah. "How long have I not had bread for? <laughs> it's four
0: years." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very impressive, isn't it? Four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You don't yeah. do wraps or anything like that. Is it, is it all?
1: Nope, I nothing mean? at all, mate. Nothing at all. Wow.
0: No. Wow. I feel like I feel like I need to. I won't be I won't be giving up four years anyway, but.
1: I couldn't do that because, you know, sometimes you come home from work, you're like, you just fancy a piece of toast, don't you, to just to tie you on before your tea's ready. Like beans. <laughs> or a crumpet or something. Yeah.
0: Or beans on toast with an egg on top.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. a bit of brown sauce, yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was a student, I used to have, used to have like, soup, tomato soup watching Diagnosis Murder in the afternoon. And I'd, uh, I'd have tomato soup and I'd dip a couple of, like, barn cakes in it. I couldn't have done without my barn oh. cakes. It'd be beautiful.
1: Um, the rock and roll lifestyle, is not they?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis um, murder. Yeah. No,
0: yeah, <laughs> Diagnosis murder. Um and what else was there? Um Hetty Wayne Prof Investigates.
1: Um, oh that's good, that I like um, that. Yeah. Um Quincy.
0: Quincy, yes. Uh, another the <laughs> one. There was another one uh about oh. what was the Irish detective called? What was that one called? Um Wait. Oh, no, i The Irish not. detective. Yeah, it was like an Irish detective with a nun. Uh oh. that's gonna come, it'll come to me. Anyone anyone out there know what I'm talking about? An
1: Irish detective? I always watch Columbo. No. He won't Irish
2: oh.
0: No, it was like it was it was like um, like an Irish detective and the nuns kind of helped him. Uh, sort of uh, you know, find the killers.
1: it's gone. Ooh, must have been at work that day. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, so, we'll digress. More stuff. We'll talk something the Devil's eh, Paul, what do you reckon? yeah uh, better. Yeah. Um, Chris Atkin was training with the uh, Canized Rhinos and the Canized Academy uh, today, uh, which is great. Obviously, community. Um, you know, going into community where these kids need heroes, don't they? And him going down and passing on advice uh, is is the way to do that.
1: Certainly is, yeah, and he's, he's got a lot of knowledge as well, Chris Atkins, is a good lad, He's, a, I believe he's a, a trained teacher, isn't he, uh, from his uh, days before he was a full-time pro, so a uh, clever lad, clever lad, and uh, yeah, I, I like Chris, I spoke to him a couple of times, and um, you know, he's got a good rugby brain, and that. And, uh, just hoping he gets a bit more game time now, and I know it's going to be difficult fitting, you know, three players in into two doesn't go, not he, you got Lola here, Kevin Brown and Chris Atkins all vying for the our position, positions, but hopefully, Chris will do himself. Uh, the world will go with a big performance this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, other news uh, the varsity match, Salford at University and Manchester University, uh, will take place at Broughton uh, Park um, on the 6th of March. £4 a ticket, Paul. Uh, both universities uh, will put on a fantastic match there. Uh, and if I'm, obviously you're not going to go France, uh, well worth a trip down uh, to watch that.
2: Yeah, it
1: certainly is and there's been some cracking games, hasn't there, over the last couple of years between the two universities and uh, yeah I'm sure if you're not like you said, if you're not going to, to, to watch the, the game against Catalan Dragons, that's gonna be the next best thing really, isn't it? Some some local rugby league, so that sounds sounds good.
0: Other bits and news, Paul. Um Motown and Soul night Uh on Friday, twenty eighth of February at blue belt, uh ten pound. Uh food and a DJ and games include, that's gonna be a fantastic night. Um, put on by is it the supporters trust. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah, it certainly. Is. I believe it's is it raising funds for the reserve team and the the supporters trust and everybody involved in that. And the reserve team fundraisers are doing a great job, aren't they, with the the auctions and and things like that online and, um, and and all these bits of things as well. the Quiz nights and I think there's a few of them coming up re- soon as well. But that that sounds really good. This uh, this mold sound night. I'm going. I can't go on Friday. night. I'm going to. Um, the Rochdale Arnett its Ex Players Association Sportsman Dinner. I went last year and um, I, I know one of the a couple of the old players there and uh, I've got a, a going I'm going to that and taking my dad this time. So there's quite a few old ex solver players going as well. So uh, that's that's gonna be my night on Friday night. So uh so yeah, because I would've liked to have gone to that, but I'm sure that'll be a great night and it's a nice pub that as well, the the blue bell in Wantland. So if you can get down there, you know, you'll enjoy it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I don't get you can sign up to the Supporters Trust. Uh, ten pound. Uh, fantastic value help, helps uh, the uh, you know generate funds for for, for them, and it can add an extra five pound to uh, help fund the reserves as well. Fantastic job the supporter trust is doing, uh, you know, helping the club out.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly is, and um, you know, it's what it's what's needed, isn't it? You know, to keep this reserve team going, and it's it's, a, it's not. Cheap, I visit you know, I think it's what forty grand they're trying to raise actually to to fund the team over the course of the uh, the season. I'm pretty sure they've raised nearly thirteen grand already, so that's absolutely superb. It's only February, and to raise that amount of money up to now is a you know really fantastic achievement. So congratulations to everybody involved in it, and uh, you know the reserve team fundraisers and like I said the auctions they're doing online. People are working the socks up out there selling. No, James, with his with his auction site, he's selling all sorts. I mean, if you go on there, so uh, so well done to him. You're doing a great job.
0: Yeah, uh, the Red Devils, the Rd One supporters bus will be running uh, as well um, for the game. Uh, you can book online or you can pay on the bus. Um, lots of pickups all around in and around the city. Um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, obviously, we need you know supporters who can't get to the game. Gives them an opportunity to jump on the bus and uh, go and watch the match.
1: He does, he does, and he, he, I believe it's pretty full. It's pretty full now, people are, are really taking it up, This the opportunity. And like you said, it's, it's exciting as well, you know, going to the the match you know, and a bit of a camaraderie and a bit of a sing song on the bus and that. So, uh, so yeah, if you can get on that, get on that on the, this Sunday.
0: Yeah, uh, also, we've got the Walk of Hope. Uh, it's on the 11th of April. It's a sponsored walk uh, from the Willows to the AJ Bell and then to the Hallowell Jones Stadium. It's on behalf of the St. Hans Auspice and the MND Association. Um, you know, you need to contact James Hoskinson if you want to get involved in that. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic, uh, you know, walk that and raising charity for two great charities, uh, raising money, today for two great charities.
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly is. And um, I'm going to try and do that myself, depends, with Easter Saturday, isn't it? And, uh, hope you get a bit of good weather for that but you know great great causes there and uh, yeah get in touch get in touch with James you know he's a lovely guy James you know he's out of gold that lad really has out of gold and, uh, and we're looking forward to going to uh, to Catalan with him he's, he's done our trip me and my had are going with him we're, we're going out to share an hotel with him and train and what have you so I'm looking forward to spend a bit of time with him over next weekend but yeah if you can, if you can get involved with that and raise some money for those great cars, you know, get in touch with James and get yourself signed on, on to that. It should be a great day, that, you know, it's a Saturday trip to Warrington and, uh, you know, hopefully get some, some good weather and uh, have a good walk down there.
0: Yeah, obviously if you want to get involved, contact James uh, and uh, more, more people the merrier. So, final bit of news, Paul, a um, lot of, uh, sort of, confusion last week, Paul, at the game where one of the fans saw like a price list on the on the sort of the side of the uh, the burger kiosks, um, and you know the prices were different. And they weren't quite sure why, and people done a bit of digging, and people have realised now that if you're a season ticket holder, you can get ten percent sort of discount on food and drink at the AJ Bell Stadium, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, happy day. It's worth worth remembering that. Yeah, I'll be able to get what is it ten percent? So I better get. A couple of pence off me Bovril of then <laughs> 20p off me Bovril of next time so yeah it's a good idea and I don't think it's very well publicised that I don't think people really knew did this so uh, it's good to let people know and um, I'm sure people will take the, the, those offers up
0: I think the club Paul King sort of confirmed it confirmed 10% discount for ticket holders I'm sure the club will put it on their uh, social media what it actually consists of whether it's all drinks or some drinks or beers or whatever uh, so that'll be great. The, I think the 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 name of the game is to have you see your ticket to hand when you're paying, so that that's how you get the discount. By yeah. The, by the by the look of it, Paul. But yeah, keep your eyes on on the um, the club social media nearer game time, and I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be letting us all know what what the, the 10% discount is. So that's all the big news, Paul, coming out of Red Devils uh, this week. Uh, Next up we'll look at all the big uh, news coming on and results in the, the amateur scene.
2: Right, well
1: here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. It's starting to get a bit more busy now as the uh, amateur sides are kicking off their season. We'll start off with um, the National Conference League. Division 3 got underway on Saturday the 22nd of February. Oldham St. Anne's won away from home. They won Askham by 26 points to 12. Gateshead Storm 12, Eastmoor Dragons 14. The match between Heworth and Drillington was postponed, as was Batley Boys against Shawcross Sharks. Lee East 4, East Leeds 22. Waterhead Warriors against Hensingham was also postponed due to the, uh, the weather condition. Uh, Saturday the 29th of February Askham play Lee East Hensingham play Batley Boys Heweth play East Leeds Oldham St. Anne's are at home to Gateshead Storm Shaw Cross Sharks play Eastmore Dragons and Waterhead Warriors host Millom. In some uh, amateur news Great Britain Police Head Coach Bob Marsden has confirmed his squad for this year's President's Cup which involves England University students Great Britain teachers and the UK Armed Forces You might remember uh, uh, Bob Marsden playing for Salford his uh, career embraced spells with Oldham Salford Huddersfield and Rochdale Hornets for but a man of the match performance in the 1991-92 Lancashire Cup final in Hornets' defeat against St. Helens, so we all remember Bob Marsden playing for Salford. Well the squad lines up it's got three current professionals in there Rob Warrensett of the Jewsby Rams Tom Walker of Barrow Raiders and Jimmy Connaughton of Rochdale Hornets. the fixtures for the President's Cup for the Great Britain Police Wednesday the 1st of April England Universities play the Great Britain Police at 6pm and the Great Britain Teachers play the UK Armed Forces at 8pm they're both at Saddleworth Rangers on Wednesday the 13th of May the GB Police play the UK Armed Forces England Universities play Great Britain Teachers at 8pm and 6pm and they're both at Lock Lane and on Wednesday the 10th of June the Police play the Great Britain Teachers at 6 pm, England Universities play the UK Armed Forces at 8 pm, and both of those matches are at Lee Minor Rangers. So you've got Saddleworth, Lock Lane, and Lee Miners for those three matches there. So enjoy those if you can get to them. In Student Rugby League, it was Hopwood Hall 22, Wakefield 18 in College Rugby League. That was in the Premier Division. In the Rugby League trophy for the universities, Manchester Met were beating 86 points to 6 away at Northumbria. Eh? The fixtures for this week, Wednesday, the 26th of February, in College Rugby League's Premier Division, Leeds City plays Salford Red Devils. And there's a friendly between Wigan and Lee against the Salford Red Devils. Eh? The Northwest Men's League gets underway this weekend. Really excited about that. There's a lot of um, our local sides involved in that on Saturday, the 20th. 29th of February, it's the North West Cup, and that's Oral St James against Oldham St Anne's A. In the North West Trophy, Salford City Roosters are at home to Lee East A, Caddy Zed Rhiners play Roos Pioneers, West Horton Lions are at home to Pilkington Rex A, and Langworthy Reds play Rochdale Mayfield A. In the North West Shield, Higginshaw host Runcorn, Bold Miners host Bolton Mets, and Wigan St Jude A are at home to Saddleworth Rangers A. We're moving on to youth rugby league on Sunday, the first of March. There's plenty of action there in the under 18s Premier Division. Lee Miners play Waterhead Warriors. Oldham St Anne's are at home to Oral St James, and Saddleworth Rangers host Lee East. In the under oh, sorry under 16s Division One, Langworthy Reds play Latchford Giants. With the Smallfield play Folly Lane. That's Division One. Division Two of the under 16s is West Harton at home to Burton Wood. Wigan St Jude's play Berry Broncos, and Wigan St Pat's play Wollstone Rovers. And the under-16s, sorry those were the under-18s Those, these are the under-16s now, it was Division 1, it's Saddleworth Rangers against Oldham St. Anne's and Rochdale Mayfield against Hensing. they're Division 1 of the under-16s, and Division 2, Bellevue Blues play Ashton Bears Black, Charlie Panthers post Langworthy Reds, they're uh, the Division 2 fixtures this week, so enjoy those, they're all being played on Sunday the 1st of March. Well, as we mentioned last week, the road to Wembley is really hotting up now. It was the Challenge Cup fourth round, the weekend just gone. Results, uh, Bradford Bulls 22, Underbank Rangers 0, Featherstone Rovers 18, Barrow Raiders 16, Lee Centurions 36, Batley Bulldogs 10, London Broncos 22, York City Knights 24, North Wales Crusaders 18, Huntslet 22, Rochdale Hornets 54, British Army 10, Sheffield 20, Halifax 18, Siddle 10, Newcastle Thunder 30, Swinton Lions 56, Lee Minor Rangers nil, Widnes Vikings 52, Oldham 12. And Workington Town 22 Doncaster 12 There was one match postponed And that was the tie Between Whitehaven And Dewsbury Rams I'm pretty sure the draw Is on Monday night So we'll give you the draw On the full podcast time Because I'm recording This amateur report On Monday So that's the draw For the fifth round Where the bottom three Super League teams Will enter the competition From last year And Toronto Wolfpack as well So for coming In round six So exciting times in the cup The fixtures for this week In Rugby League It's Hulk Against Casford In the Super League On Thursday night Friday night It's Leeds Rhinos Against Warrington Wolves Saturday Tea time, it's Toronto Wolfpack against St. Ellen's. On Sunday, Huddersfield Giants host Wigan. Hull FC play Catalan Dragons. Salford are, of course, at home to Wakefield Trinity with a three o'clock kick off. In the Betfred Championship, Batley Bulldogs play Sheffield. Dewsbury play Widnes Vikings. Halifax, York City Knights. London Broncos host Featherstone Rovers. Oldham are at home to Bradford Bulls. Swinton Lions play Lee Centurions. Whitehaven play Toulouse Olympic. And the Betfred League One gets underway this Sunday. Coventry Bears host Newcastle Thunder. Doncaster play Barrow Raiders. London Scholars are at home to North Wales Crusaders. West Wales Raiders host Hunsler. And finally, Workington Town play Keith LeCougars. That's all I've got for you. Take care. Have a good week. I shall see you on Sunday for Salford against Wakefield.
0: So that was your amateur report, Paul. Uh, And what we'll do now, we'll look forward to the Wakefield game uh, on Sunday.
2: It's,
0: it's for the of the So, Salford so Devils will face Wakefield at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, this weekend, Paul. Uh, after obviously last week's defeat against Leeds, it's important that Salford bounce back with a win.
1: It certainly is, Rob. It certainly is. You know, after the away game at Saint Helens, this is our fourth home game on the spin now, and we've only won one up to now and lost two. So we don't want to be losing three, and then having to go to France with only two points. Because you no know, Easter's not far away, and we need to get some points in the bag before then. So uh, this is a, this is a big one. Uh, Wakefield, uh, they've got a few injuries, I believe as well. They lost Joe Rundle last week against Cassie's out for the season, sadly, with an ACL injury. Uh, Ryan Hampshire's out for I think he broke his jaw in that game. He's out for a, for a good few weeks as well. So they they've copped a few injuries early doors, but you know they've got some good players in that team. They showed the other week they beat Warrington at home in, in a really good performance. And um, you know I, I don't think there was a million miles away against Castleford last week. So. They're, they're a funny side though. They got well beat against All Kingston Rovers in the in the first game of the season. They're a bit up and down, but got a good squad and um, they're going to come and give us a test out. They have got quite a few ex Alpha players in their squad as well who will be coming to to prove a point, won't they as well? So that should add a bit of spice. They've got a good coaching, Chris Chester, a good young coach. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, the battles against Wakefield are always good games, aren't they? So uh, I think this one's going to be another tough one.
0: Obviously, Wakefield are, will be a sort of difficult team to play, Paul, but. You know they have suffered a few injuries. Uh, will that make them sort of more difficult to play against? Because obviously they'll have people coming in and want to prove a point.
1: Yeah, it could work both ways. Even the injuries, though, they've still got some cracking players. You know, Tom Johnston, who who had a who had an ACL injury last year. I think he said two actually he's back to, to full fitness isn't he? and he's looked tremendous in the early rounds of the season so much pace he's going to be definitely somebody to watch you've got to, you've got to tie him up because if he gets away the speed he's got he's probably one of the quickest players in Super League yeah, Jacob Miller as well in the halves I've always liked him I think he's a really good player got some good young players as well some, some tough forwards so uh, so, yeah, they've got a decent-sized squad, haven't they? They've probably got a bigger squad than we have. So, um, even with the, their injuries there, they've got players who are going to come in. I think Danny Brough's out, is not he, for a while. So, he'll, he'll be a miss for them because, uh, you know, he's a, a linchpin, isn't he? A very experienced player. But, no, I, I think they'll be tough to beat. Like I said, they, they had a good win against Warrington. And, um, you know, they, they, they're no mugs, are they? They're, they always give you a tough game. You know, I've put in the preview, they've been in Super League now, what, for... 20 years, I think 1999 when they got promoted. They've never been backed down. They've had an awful lot of um, relegation battles and, and quite a few playoff appearances as well. And they're a club, you know, the punch above the weight. Really, I think you know for the for the size of them and the salary cap that they spend, they're probably similar to us, aren't they? They're not like a, they don't get the biggest crowds in the world, but they're always there or thereabouts, and they're always really difficult to beat. You've only got to look at our away record at Wakefield. We can never win there, so. Um, we've got a bit of bet, better record at, at the AJ Bell Stadium so I think it'll be a tough test though they'll be they'll be coming to this game and trying to get their season back on track as well
0: Yeah I, I think Paul that sort of Wakefield are a club that we've got to kind of look at because Wakefield are kind of a team that are in transition from a relegation team to a sort of a top 8 top 6 side same kind of journey we're on really and would you say we've kind of jumped ahead of them because now we we got to a grand final would that be fair to say?
1: Um, I think if you look back over the last twenty years, they've appeared in the playoffs more times than we have. I think, um, but obviously last season we got to that grand final, didn't we? So, uh, so last season, yeah, without doubt, we we outplayed them, didn't we? They they were in a relegation battle. They went down to the last game. I think they only finished two points above London. Who got who got relegated? I think they beat London, didn't they, on the last the last game to to stay up, and London went down. So. So yeah, we probably overtook them last season, but you know it starts a this season. As I said before, you can't keep looking back at last season; that's gone now. So, um, so that, that they'll be looking to to get into that top five this season. As we we saw last last week, Huddersfield, not fancied by anybody. All the pundits saying, oh, they're going to finish bottom, this set and the other. But you know they they've started really well with three away wins and three out of three. So all these teams, none of them are going to give you an easy game, are they? are all going to come and Super League's not easy now. I don't think there's any dummy teams. I mean, even Toronto. They look difficult to beat. They've, um, well, they've lost all the games up to now. But when I've seen Isleix, I when mean, they're really dogged and they, are staying in games, they're not getting hammered either. So, well. so I think that that team who gets relegated this season, I wouldn't like to to pick a team and say, oh, they're going to get relegated because I, I can't really think of one at the moment. I think there's not a lot to, to choose between quite a lot of the teams. So, Wakefield, there'll be no Mugs, they won't come and lie down for us on, on Sunday. It's going to be really tough one. Huh? Yeah, um,
0: like you said few ex-reds, Matty Ashers, Craig Cop, Jack, um, they played Castleford last week, their big derby game, will that have took a bit of the juice out of their tank, sort of physically and mentally and emotionally, do, do we hit them at the right time now?
1: Yeah, I think possibly you could be right there, <coughs> from from what I've heard, I've not watched that game, from what I've read though, um, they played pretty well in the first half and then fell away a bit in the, in the second half uh, against Cass, so that'll be disappointing for them, so, yeah, they were looking to get back on it this week, won't they? They've had a, they've had a, a long turn I think that game was Friday, so they've had like a, a nine-day turn on, haven't they? So they should be fresh and, and ready for the, the game. But yeah, it, it's one we've got to target. You know, no disrespect to Wakefield, these are the sort of teams you've got to beat. Not one of the big sort of four or five, are they? So these these are the games you've got to win, especially at home. You've got to win your home games, haven't you? So, so yeah, we need to be switched on and ready for them. We need to start well, I think. We need to start well in this game and... Uh, Get some points on the board. You know we need to pull some points. But looking at the weather and that the way that's going to be, it looks like we're going to have some snow and, and all sorts over the next few days. So that could uh, you know keep the score down as well if the pitch is a bit heavy.
0: Yep. Score prediction, Paul. What are we going for this week?
1: Well, well, that's what I was leading myself in for. There was talking about the weather. I've gone for a, for a low scoring game this week. I've gone for twelve ten to Salford Twelve
2: for twelve. 80, ten.
1: What did we say for the Leeds game? Nah, Neither was got it right, but. Who paired mugs? I said forty points to sixteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said, I, I said something like what was that? 22 twenty, twenty-two, twelve or something. I was, I was quite far off, but yeah, got the team wrong.
1: Yeah, closer than me. So, what's
0: your backstory? What was your backstory between between twenty-two? 12, uh, sorry,
2: twelve, 10?
1: 12 ten. Well, um, ten. No backstory this week. Just a really hard 4 arm wrestle, and uh, uh, yeah, just. Uh, A tough game. Very tough game. I'm expecting a really tough game. I think they're going to come and um, they're going to try and upset us, aren't they? They will be looking at that. Huddersfield and Leeds have beat us and they'll be thinking they can do the same thing, won't they? So, as I said before, they've got some clever players, some quality players as well. So, we really need to be switched on for this one. We can't take Wakefield lightly at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a big Salford win. I'm going Salford 36, Wakey 6. 36-6. And um, Tui Lola here to score twice
2: okay.
0: to win. There we go. Ooh. So out 36-6. Uh, we'll start well. Uh, Wakey will score before we'll half time, and then we'll start the second half very well and uh, and put the game to bed with about twenty minutes to go.
1: Do you think there'll be any changes to the to the team? I was going to ask you actually uh, with inu being maybe possibly injured because he hobbled off didn't he against, uh, against Leeds and mm. Dan Sajson out who do you think will come into the centre if if Christian can't play
0: who do we think comes into the centre
1: I think it would be Ed Chamberlain
0: maybe because he's the only one fit mm. I think would you Would you say
1: yeah and I was thinking Ed Chamberlain could possibly come in um, we've got Elliot Keir as well but he's more of a winger I suppose isn't he? but he's played centre as well hasn't he so possibly Keir or, or Ed Chamberlain come in and oh.
0: Out of them, so you'd probably go off with Chamberlain, wouldn't you?
1: you yeah, I think I think Kea, I thought K. played well in the uh, in the preseason game, right? particularly when he was on the same wing as Reese Williams. So yeah. yeah, whoever comes in, I'm sure they won't let us down.
0: Because they played previously at London together, didn't they?
1: They did, they did. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a that's a thing. So well, maybe it might be it might well be Elliot playing Elliot because obviously they want they want consistency, won't they? Um, and if they play together for a while at London. And it might help our that. We'll have to yeah. wait. That's what Ian Watson you know that's why they're paying the big bucks, don't they, to so make the bigger scenes. They certainly do. Um, so that's the end of this week's uh, podcast, Paul. Another great show. While we were chatting, did a bit of research about this mystery T V show that I used to watch when I was at college.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I found it. It's called Father Down in Mysteries, it was called
2: Elston. Who's in it?
0: Tracy Nelson, Tom Brosley, Mary Wicks, James Stevens, quality it was. Tom Brosley was like this sort of old detective uh, victim. Well, I
1: probably have seen it, it just doesn't ring a bell. Yeah,
0: 1987 it was, it was out, three series of, of it. Uh, she was like a nun, um, and kind of like went around solving mysteries. mystery.
2: Wow. Well.
0: Brilliant. You back like on at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon during the week. Fantastic. Rolling back the years there now. Getting old seary-eyed and mystery-eyed. Might have gone up a can of soup to to, to reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> so, great show. Really enjoyed it, Paul. Big thanks for no talking all things off with me. Been great.
1: No, no cross mate. See you, see you on Sunday.
0: Off. Yeah, so that's the end of this week's podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at D-I-T-D-S-R-D and fans on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.